Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. It's awesome new and existing user promotions, which is why it's America's number one sportsbook. I'll give you a few more reasons. Easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast, sometimes delivering as quick as two hours. And it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code extra points so they know I sent you. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning. Yes, Spaghetti, Eddie Spaghetti is fiddling with the knobs today. We got babyface Joel Solomon. He's producing this mess and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. I have to say, I don't know if you guys stayed up late, not too late on the on the West Coast, but boy, that Arizona TCU game was a masterpiece, a masterpiece, Martin. And I, I feel bad for people who don't feel the rush of winning a lot of money on a game like that. I don't want to brag, but I'm usually doom and gloom with the gambling. But that was spectacular. Were you any part? Did you go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I was, it was spectacular, especially in the way that it, this is always this weekend, Thursday, Friday extended. I mean, really, it's just four Saturdays in a row until you get to Monday from Thursday. But when you when you have this weekend, it's 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 really great to see because you sit there and you see things that you would never, ever, ever see happen in a professional basketball game, including. Defense? Defense, you know, the, the defense, oh, the lack yeah. of rebounding, and it's just the idea that like this twenty-year-old kid just had a brain fart, and of mm-hmm. course, because he's twenty years old, why wouldn't he have a brain fart? You know, right. like what were you doing at twenty years old? And I'm sure you weren't boxing out either as Arizona comes down the lane to go up five, right? <laughs> With the tip uh, dunked. Coloco not boxing out, but being a, a monster on the other end, twenty-eight points. Matherin's great, thirty points. That guy. He, I mean, I've got to look at player of the uh, tournament odds, whatever that's called, and Lamb. On the other one, like and the, and the shit talking too. After the game, during the game, it was spectacular. Check it bothers me. People who are huge NBA fans and and don't like the tournament or casually check in. It's like yeah, this is who. You, don't pretend to be an expert at the draft a month from now if you don't watch any of these games, right? Oh Kills my me. god! Oh my god! You you are uh, speaking my language there, Sal. Yeah. I I cannot stand people <laughs> who are paid to talk into a microphone to uh, analyze who the NBA or NFL team should draft when they don't watch the college level of the sport. Makes me crazy, but yes. I shouldn't even be able to do it, and I've only seen probably six games for some of these best players, but they certainly should not be able to, right? Yeah, yeah, well, right. But Benedict Matherin, as you say. I mean, by the way, Arizona in general, I haven't – let me uh, pull back the curtain and – announced that I guess I am semi-guilty of exactly what you and I are talking talking about with other people because I didn't watch a lot of Pac-12 ball this year. But Arizona presents as, I mean, I guess uh, that's unfair. I guess uh, of any of the conferences, that would be in the top three that I watched this season. But anyway, Arizona is so loaded up. Yeah. When you watch them more than the other teams this weekend, um, I feel like, boy, that team team should steamroll. Right. 
Yeah, um, I, I commented Maverick, like that they should never go four minutes without scoring, which is, well, first of all, they win the double bonus forever. So it's like, I don't know how they can, just don't draw a foul. But yeah, it's just, they're such a presence and so confident. And uh, they, they just have a swagger to them. And uh, it does see, I don't know, may, maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment because I won money. I, 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 of course, Martin, put everything, everything parlayed to the very last game of the night, which is always uh, wise to do. Um, and Arizona came through. but um, Made it fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun. It's always fun. Now, also, not as fun, our extra points pool. Uh, I should mention Mike Beckwith had 240 points in the first round, 260 in the second. That's a total of 500 points. He leads entering the Sweet 16. That's 1000 bucks up for grabs. If you go staff-wise, if you go uh, um, uh, talent-wise, Mark Gunnels, there you go. Lemon Pepper Parlay co-host tied for 21st. Almost 600 people in this. He's tied for 21st. Everybody competing for a grand. Martin, as you know, you were on the uh, short end of the, yeah, the short end of the stick. You had a pick from the cap of consequences for losing a what was it? Our fantasy playoff bet and and in football. Yeah. Whoever now the staff is competing. Also, last place is going to pick out the cap of consequence. I should say the three of us have three out of four final four teams. Sheck. You and Megan C are the only ones to lose their winner. You had Kentucky winning it all, right? Yeah, but I feel like I'm. That's why I'm touting Arizona right now because I feel like it's the Wildcats thing. Mm-hmm. Like that counts for half, right? If Arizona wins it all, I get some credit. No, no, for no, that. no. I don't think it works. I don't know. Martin, is that? Are we going to let him get away with that? No, I and I just, I yeah. just have to apologize to everybody, especially the listeners of this podcast and the people who, like, you know, you list them all off at the beginning of the show. Plus Scott Holmes, Mohan, people who work on the social team. Mm-hmm. I woke up, I, had, I woke up Thursday morning, I had a vision of John Calipari in my face. It's six forty-five in the morning. I see, I'm seeing Calipari post game, and I'm like, what does this mean? Is this a sign? Is this a sign that UK is going to go on a run? No, it was a sign that we're going to get upset in the first round by Jesus. a 15 seed. That's what and I saw the same. I saw I saw exactly what I had dreamt. I saw it on mm-hmm. TV. It was just a losing post game press conference, not a Final Four press conference. So I apologize to everyone involved because if I just kept UCLA at my Final Four, I'd probably be up near where Mark Gunnels is right now. Because, but I'm not. Will, so will you not. tweet us your dreams or uh, text us your dreams so we could get you know get a little ahead of well, the I'm game? Just saying, on this? Maybe if I could do a better job of interpreting them, you know, <laughs> if I could, if I could, because I mean, obviously it all happened. I just, I had the wrong read. Could I, you know, I told the story on against a lot. So Thursday night, I, I did this dumb bet. I did that all number one seeds and number two seeds would advance. And it's minus 350. So you have to lay $3.50 to win a dollar. And so Kentucky screws me. And this is Thursday night, right, Martin? Thursday night they yes. lost? Yeah, they lost Thursday night. So, I, so I'm already down uh, several thousand dollars now. And, uh, and UCLA was losing at the time. I had money on them to advance as far as anybody, you know. So I was like, oh, my God, is this tournament just going to suck for me the rest of the way? And so enter my wife, my lovely wife. She has a bracket, a paper bracket in her hand. She's like, hey, Kentucky losing. Does that, does that kill me? I was like, well, what do you mean does that kill you? She's like, well, I had them losing here, but they're not in my final four. I'm like, okay, well, then you're good. You're good for now. She's like, okay, good. Uh, and I was like, wait a minute, what, what is that? Uh, you didn't tell me you went there to pull. She's like, no, no, I just printed it out and wrote down who I think is going to win. I was like, well, what do you mean that did that kill you? Of course it doesn't kill you. You're not, <laughs> there's no uh, the competition here. It doesn't, you're unkillable. You're Freddy Krueger here. 
You can't. She's like, okay, you don't have to be rude. I was like, yeah, I do, because I'm going to start throwing shit is the other option if I'm not wait rude. Wait a so. minute. Wait a yeah. minute. She, wait a minute. She printed out a bracket, filled it out, and asking me, hey, does this kill me? Like, no, it kills me, though, that you're asking me this question. No, you're looking at this absolutely wrong. And we'll get into the many issues <laughs> I ahead. have with one cousin, Sal. But first of all, the misses, don't you see? You've made headway enough that she feels like she should get involved in it. Now you just got to, she, she's 90% of the way. Now you just got to push her across the goal line. That was a mixed metaphor of some sort. But uh, I'm going to push her across, but it's not going to be a goal line. Why isn't this great news? She's filling out brackets on her own. Not yeah. even like after the fact, letting you know, she just now needs to put but a little check, bit of money there's on There's no it. competition in it. And forget even the money. Join a free Yahoo uh, league or something. Well, who are you up? What are you doing? But, Martin, you're on you want to get the hooks on her? You want to get the hooks in her and then draw her in like okay you filled uh, out I mean, a bracket hey, that's good next look, step now put a hundred dollars I, I wasn't in the mindset of God, hey, Martin they got three kids it. together he's already got the hooks in her at some point yeah right? exactly here's the thing if, <laughs> if, if 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 she goes and she shows the bracket if she, if, if she shows Sal the bracket and she has St. Peter's over Kentucky and right. you didn't put it in a pool what are you doing that's money mm. that we could have around the house right. we could do something right. with that you know what I'm saying? Exactly. What are you talking about? That's, that's a car payment. You know what I'm saying? That's a little help on the mortgage. The but timing no. couldn't be worse. The timing just couldn't be worse. I I, I apologize if, uh, I mean, she's not listening is the other part of this. Um, I don't have that. Now, <laughs> wait a minute. But, yeah. First of all, she yeah. probably, well, it's good because if she put money on it, I assume given her, her homeland is Wisconsin, that wouldn't have worked out very right. well for you financially for, for the Sal house. Yeah. Um, one, but two, more importantly, this opinion stinks uh, from you, not supportive as a spouse, one. And two, this is becoming a real issue, Sal. I mean, you're becoming one of the more booable figures in sports all of a sudden. <laughs> you won on essentially the don't pass bet That's right. of college basketball. Yeah. That stinks. You bet no buzzer beaters. And you won on Great. that, and then you take to social media to celebrate your blood money. You know what I say, Marty Weiss? Join me in in a. We did it on minus three last week. We did our most booable players in sports figures. It's me. You're not the most. I mean, you're not, you're not worse than uh, you know Vontez Perfect or Joe Paterno. Yeah. But nevertheless, join me, Marty. Winning blood money because teams didn't have a buzzer beater. Boo! I thought it was great. I thought it's a bulletproof bet, by the way. Boo. No, no, not even a chance of that losing. And well, listen, what does people root for? Tom, the Tom Brady's Patriots. That that's the bad guy too. Well, I could be a bad guy. I, I need to win money well, so every now and you, then. For you kind of took a turn in the Olympics when you uh, were betting on the ROC. That's bad. Not that's the Rockefeller a, records either. The, the that's a lot uh, tougher to justify. I will say uh, he rooted for he rooted for Roger Staubach as a child. I guess this is the end result. Boo <laughs> indeed. Boo. Listen, I'll, maybe I'll even bet on Sidney Crosby. That'll uh, it'll come full circle. The most hated uh, athlete of all time. I think. I don't know what um, that means. Hey, uh, oh, other women in our life, Megan Galley. So she's lost three of her four final uh, final four teams, Whew. and. I, uh, you know, she hosts uh, with Megan Connolly. She hosts Megan Fun of Sports every week. They do a great job. They're very funny. And but so she lost three of her final four teams. If she chooses, I mean, she is about to birth. She's about to give birth in like two weeks. The timing might not be great for this cap of consequences thing for her. I think we joked on another text chain that maybe we add no epidural as uh, one of the choices for cap of consequences. But I, I don't know. What, what do we do with this? She's, she still has to pick from the cap, right? Even if she's dilating. 
Well, I think that um, the obvious answer, you say what she's lost, she also doesn't have a quarterback for her favorite pro football team right, right. now. Maybe we could assign her the worst of uh, the worst option. That's that's what we do. We just not just her, but all Colts fans must suffer now. And we assign her oh. and them. I don't know if we have that power, but can we give them back Carson Wentz? I think they that's actually a win. They she purged Carson Wentz, and right. I think that's ultimately a victory for her. That's I think true. she would like Jimmy G for reasons that transcend mere football. She does. She and uh, yeah, if you listen to them, they are uh, they're smitten over that Jimmy G Sweeney. character. Do you get maternity? Let's get Baker. Let's give him Baker. That's the yeah. what they deserve. Go ahead, Marty. Sorry. So, do you get maternity leave from the cap of consequences? Well, so that's what we have to figure out. I like, feel like that's is, something um, should have been our pre-stipulation. I, I Maybe mean, we need to go to Congress for this. I feel like this needs to be a law on the actual books <laughs> because the cap of consequences definitely is outside of your regular 40-hour work week. I know that much. I kind of think like you don't want to go back on a bet, right? No matter what, no matter what your state is, no matter if you're having kids. And also, there's going to be a lot of chatter that she tanked purposely you know, setting herself up to, you know, to test us to see if we go through with this with her with the cap of consequences. This is going to be a big national story. You're right, Martin. I don't know what we do. Um, two ideas. Two ideas. Yeah. One, Eddie Spaghetti has to raise her baby in plain <laughs> sight, and she just has to watch it happen. Like she's not allowed to get involved. Raise it over anything. his shoulders, or raise? Yeah, no. Like raise. literally, like while oh. he's producing, making fun of sports, like just like hey. And he has a terrible name, but like he, 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 he uh, um, names are like Henrik after his favorite goalie or something mm. like that. She can't say anything about it or we just get to name the baby. You know, we get maybe maybe that's the I do. The but it could be funny to just call. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be a long term thing, but to call the baby Henrik for the entire hour would be good. Um, just uh, <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> that would be annoying enough. Uh, anyway, what else do we have going? Oh, Mark Bug, our friend Mark Bug from Richmond. He gets two hundred fifty dollars. No. We had our uh, Mark Gunnels is first in the pod in, in the podcast. Charlie Bug won two hundred fifty. Charlie Bug, from sorry, yes, I got I got my marks confused. Charlie Bug, how can I forget? Charlie Bug gets two hundred fifty dollars for his Richmond Spiders advancing in the first round. The other three lost. Um, unfortunately, this is our Cinderella challenge, but they'll get a hundred dollars each. But Charlie was in the caravan. He was going right check. He was on his way to where were they going? Oh, Buffalo. They played in Buffalo, but then they lost the second round. Who they lose to Providence? They got smoked, didn't they? I don't. Ah, think whatever. Ready. Listen, yeah. you know what I say? Champions of the week of uh, of round one of the first weekend of the tournament, twenty twenty two. Chaz mm -hmm. Bug and company making a road trip. <laughs> From wherever the hell they were driving from in their dumb hats and going, they were driving and from the, Richmond. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. They go to watch the Spiders win a game for forty minutes that they'll that they'll never forget. The road trip, the memories made. What a great thing it is. Everybody take road trips. I took a road trip this weekend, by the way. More adult. Uh, I went up to Solvang with uh, with oh. the old lady, and we, we we sipped on wines as we watched college basketball. It was it was pure. Oh, heaven. that's but, great. Yeah, the road trips are the best. I was reminded of them. We never get to do them with the little one, or rarely do. But yes, Chaz Bug and company, they they win forever. That's so what they lost yeah. to Providence in round two. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any pea soup when you're up there? Pea soup's big. I didn't realize until we were driving away from there. She said, yeah, you don't know about the pea soup thing? Gotta like, have well, the why, pea why, soup. Why didn't it come up all weekend? I would have had some pea soup if that was the thing to do. But I had a lot of wine anyway. So pea soup, one of those things. Can't stand peas. If it's in meatloaf, anything, I pick them out. Anything like a salad, whatever it is, I'll pick it out. See? Pea soup. I love pea yeah. soup.
I love yeah. pea soup too. It's a, it's in the top five, certainly, solidly in the top five best soups. But that's funny what? you say that because you give me junk for saying I don't like applesauce or apple pie. I like it unvarnished, pure. I like my apples I- intact. The way uh, the apple. Well, that's the other it. way around it. I mean, this is this is uh, all right. If you don't the like this, way, we'll right. try. Yeah, you look at that. Anyway, I I, I don't think I've ever had and pea soup is not appealing to me one bit whatsoever. Have you? Oh, you haven't had it. Yeah, but see, this yeah, is what I'm saying. I don't because you don't like peas, right? Nah, I, I'll eat like a standard pea. Oh, like all right. if you just have like I'll, I'll eat peas. Like there was I was not out of the vegetable realm when I was growing up. A pea soup, I don't know. Yeah. Biggest like, difference, uh, biggest difference among any vegetable in the way it's been given to us for most of our lives. It that's been uh, diminished in its qual in its highest quality. If you get a string bean in a good restaurant where they cook it up with some garlic, delicious. But we're accustomed to the to the stink of the can opening those green beans. I think that we hate green beans unfairly because, because of that. Because they come in that smelly can that uh, we're we're used to having them delivered in. All right, yeah. I could talk about this for. Oh no! Like four more seconds. No. Uh, all right, but Martin, let's talk. Now, let's talk. Wasn't so painful talking to <laughs> Melissa about the about UK. Uh, can you imagine she comes in? I, I was steaming. I was steaming. I, I can't imagine porga. why you're not thrilled. Like you, you did this. She you should did just this assume. On your own. You're bringing the good for you. By now, we've been together over 20 years. She should assume by now, at the end of the night, to not approach me because I've probably lost a lot of money. She, that should be. But why didn't she enter? Yeah. Why didn't she enter those picks in the extrapoints.com pool? That's, that's what I'm saying. Anything, even the kids did it. It jumped in the extrapoints.com pool. But anyway, I should have, you know, instead of uh, instead of barking at her, I should just call the hotline. Our uh, one whining moment hotline, 424-225-2726. If you've suffered a bad beat or if me or if Martin or Dave have given you bad advice or, you know, you have a a wife who doesn't understand gambling or, um, you know, just barriers in general, 424-225-2726. Call and complain, leave a message, and we'll put them all together. One whining moment. Hey, Rachel Bonetta, talk about whining. Oh, this poor girl. She's question. Yeah, go ahead. Is that also for for extra points talent? Because I had yes. a horrendous beat, and I didn't know if I was supposed to save it for now or if I was supposed to call in in the moment on Thursday when it happened. But I was furious. Oh no! Call in as soon as it happened. Yeah, we, call we, in. Call yeah in. we want we want the emotion all uh, all you know. We want them. We want it all okay. uh, right there on the hotline. Then we'll play it on the show. And you well, can, no, you can I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still fired up about it. We can go, we can go there if you'd like to. I'll yes, we will. Is it college? Bet? Let, me, let me just finish my thought with yeah, Rachel. She's it. coming on. My former uh, co-host there, Fox Bet Live, and locking in. She's coming on. She's a dear friend and a former Cleveland Browns fan. I say former because she, like many Cleveland Browns fans, had an emotional breakdown after the Deshaun Watson signing. But yes, all right, Martin. Get what is it? A, is it a college? Now you shouldn't be too upset. Your Wolverines are going to the Sweet 16 against Villanova. That's yes, fun. Yes, they are. Michigan does March. You know, January, February, Michigan, not January, February, Izzo. Right. Anyway, I, so I listened, so I couldn't sleep Wednesday night. Decided for the tournament. I was, like, just ready to go. I'm listening to a podcast, and I'm listening to my buddy Alex Monaco on Volume Sports, Money L.A. Monaco, and he's got a guy on that says his favorite play of Thursday is Georgia State uh, covering against Gonzaga. Oh, and yeah. It's his favorite play. Favorite play Thursday. He's like, they're going to win the first half. They're going to keep it close. Like, Gonzaga might have a chance to lose this game. Like, if you like, like, he was like, he was just hammering it. 
So I'm watching the game, and I bet on Georgia State, but very just a little bit. I bet first half money line, thinking just in case, right? I'm going to feel like a real jackass if I hear this on Wednesday and I don't go mm-hmm. in. And I, now I see it happen on Thursday. Turns out Georgia State's like neck and neck within the whole first half, and the refs are just screwing Georgia State left, right, and center because they got Drew Timmy and uh, and my boy who needs a sandwich. Uh, Chad Holmes. Like he had a bunch. Yes. He looked like all he ate was pea soup. But I'm just looking at this guy, and this is a guy, like like we talked about earlier, guys who didn't watch any college basketball this year are now telling you pros. Yeah, he's yeah. Chet Holmgren's going to be a bust. I don't care. That's that's got to be the weakest seven footer I've seen in my life. This is but, you or your friend saying this? No, this is me saying this, oh, watching the right. game. And so then, Georgia State has a four point lead going in a half or going into like the last minute. Yuzaka comes down, scores, no problem. They come down again, and again, all three of Georgia State's big men now have three fouls, and one of them blew his knee out. So this guy in the game, not that I know any of them, but this guy doesn't even play, number 15, <laughs> and he goaltends the last shot of Gonzaga. It was, off, it was already off right. the rim, and he gets a goaltending. They go up two, and then they come back, and I swear I swear, I had it on little TV, so maybe I was tripping, but it looked like the ball hit the backboard, and then Cousin Greg, Chet Holmgren, pinned it against the backboard <laughs> again with one second left on the shot clock, meaning Georgia State either should have had a goal tent or one more shot at the ball. But Oh, all right. Hold on. Wait, you, so you had Georgia State first half? Money line. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm sorry. Because the, because the actual spread came down was crazy, too, because they ended up winning by 21 and they were favored by 22 and a half. So people were know. bitching about having Gonzaga. It's like, wait a minute, you almost could have lost that game. Oh, shit, all right, you have a first half bad beat. I had one, too. I had too, the first half yeah. bad beat. Gotcha. And, but then I also had the 22 and a half, so I was like, you know, right. maybe there is a God. But it was just the idea that I lost this on a goaltend, and then on the very next possession with a second left, there was another goaltend, and even the announcers were like, that looked like a funny, that looked like a funny block, but I, I guess it's halftime. Here's Mark Few. And I was like, yeah. what the f- you know, but yeah, you gotta was, just was... bet no buzzer beaters, buddy. That's the only way to do it. Only way to make money in this world. <laughs> what a creep! He's a dream killer, Salas. Who knew? All this time, dream killer Sal oh, standing at the craps table, betting don't pass while all the frat dudes at the other end are like, "Come on, eat!" Sal's like, "He's rooting for the don't pass." Listen, it's I not like, like everybody else in the world is betting on buzzer beaters i'm betting i'm just you're rooting for it for the, in the interest of uh great endings but i think when it hits the front end it's a great ending too just as exciting for me is is it is it though yeah. um i thought but i will say by the way just very quickly on Matherin shot that the, the uh. game time bu- bucket this is what's great about sports he is the pac-12 player of the year Mm-hmm. And when he puts that up, I mean, their season's on the line. They're the number one seed. They're obviously yep. supposed to win this game against TCU. The, what the hell? Was, Jamie Dixon doesn't generally get to the Sweet 16 for all his regular season success. As a Pitt fan, I can uh, tell you that much. I love the guy. But anyway, Matherin, with all that pressure, and he's the guy who has to do it. And he's what? Is he 19 years old? And he... I mean, he stroked that in in a fashion that Larry Bird would have been proud of winning a three-point shooting contest. That's what's great about the tournament, one. And two, the other part is that, uh, you know how we're all like uh, criminologists because we've watched Law and Order enough uh, and movies like that. It's funny that now we're all like St. Peter's experts. I love that idea. Like, now we all know about these guys, and they all become... uh, uh, 
personalities in our lives for mm-hmm. a fortnight. It's really fun. It's really kind of unlike anything else, any other sports. St. Peter's? What the hell? We know the old lady, the old nun lady yeah, from Loyola, Maryland. Yeah. There's, there's just really nothing comparable that i'm aware for for diehard sports fans we're all it's in so the fun. nitty-gritty we it know is. the fourth wide receiver on any nfl team but we don't know these guys say hey, who the hell is this team but now we care about them deeply we want Listen, to know their I, I had kentucky obviously i just told the story how i had them advancing but even i could appreciate a 15 seed moving to the sweet 16 now if they're in the finals i get it yours and marty's point about oh well the best teams aren't making it then then we have a little bit of a problem but i like it i think it's a nice balance right now you have three one seeds right uh uh, with mm-hmm. Baylor out, you have three two seeds with Kentucky out, and then it's just a nice mix of uh, teams like um, you know St. Peter's and uh, who who's the uh, other highest seed there? Oh, uh, like Iowa State's in there, Miami, no one expected in there, but Gonzaga favored at plus two forty, Kansas five to one, Arizona plus six fifty, Purdue plus seven fifty. The whole world was rooting against Duke, and yesterday, who's fifteen to one now to win. Uh, I'm like, there's got to be a better exit for Coach K and Duke haters than just losing to Tom Izzo, right? Because then it's just Tom Izzo beat him. So what is the best case scenario for Duke haters the rest of the way? Do they lose in the finals? Do they lose to this Texas Tech team who's actually favored over Duke? It surprised me, but they are a point and a half favorite on Fandle over Duke. Martin, what do you think if you hate Duke? What what do you think? What's the best exit here? Losing to Gonzaga maybe if they make it that far? I think I probably was maybe the only person in a Michigan shirt at that bat at that rather yeah. uh, to rooting, be rooting for Duke because I did not want Michigan State and Tom Izzo to get the right. we retired Coach K. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm fine with Coach K losing next week, but um, well, so uh, you want? I mean, you want Michigan to beat them in the finals, right? I mean, that's the I mean, if, for you. Yeah, if, I mean, that'd be nice, but also like anytime. I just want the plane to crash in in in, in horrifying fashion. What the hell? Wow, wow. That's no, like, dark. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling you, everybody talking. hates this guy. It's so crazy. Yeah, I'm, Bobby I'm Knight was a uh, a world renowned shithead, and he had so many accolades on his last year. Like, oh my god, it's like he beats up players. What what the hell? Why does everyone hate Coach K so much? Oh, how about this? This is so you know that commercial. With uh, it's got Devin Booker, Sue Bird, and they're all talking about yeah. the different types of blue. So I don't know. I guess I've been watching like a Bill Simmons podcast or something on YouTube. On YouTube, and my girlfriend goes, "Is that Bill Simmons?" When Christian Leitner comes on screen. Oh wow! I was like, I was like, nah, not nah, not quite. But they do kind of. If you hear the, because we went back and listened to it, they kind of sound just a slight bit alike. If you go back and listen to his audio and then in the audio in that commercial, the but Robbie Benson just, thing on, on yeah. the topic of Duke and Michigan. But, yeah, I, I, I just want to see – if Michigan can't do it in the final, which would be great. That, oh, that would be lovely. Jawan Howard going yeah. and, and beating Coach K in the finals. I mean, I mean, Hollywood wouldn't buy the story. But it's just – I just want them to lose by 20. Like I, I want it to be a situation in which – I don't want it to be a close heart wrench. I want it to be a funeral, like a, a big, <laughs> wow. long, drawn-out, like, wow, is Duke really going to blow it like this? Yes, they are going to blow it like this. There's no chance they come back. Wow, did they really go 0 for 25 in the last seven minutes of the game? Absolutely. And no one remembers that. You're it. wrong about that. I think I, I hear the spirit of what you're saying. No, because uh, Marty, he went, but I've, his last game, he apologized to the fans because of their output. I, I feel like in I his final it. speech, the people are going to remember it. I get well, it, but just just as a recent comp of a guy who wasn't universally popular, Roethlisberger's last game in Arrowhead. 
that like it allows for when there's a blowout and you know the result that's uh, coming in a half an hour in real time it allows for you to eulogize the guy and kind of reflect on his career and say what a great you, know, you don't want that room also a buzzer beater is kind of like it'll be bang bang and you'll see him shake hands and that'll be it what you want i i understand what you want is humiliation so let's script this out a little bit what you want is to what you're getting at, Marty, he disparaged his own team in, in, in his farewell to the state, to, to the arena. Mm -hmm. He's like, everybody be quiet, and this isn't our best and everything. You want either a really bad call against Duke, so he leaves the floor and mm. like blowing up at the Ooh. officials and really PO'd and like, boy, classless. Old man, Coach K, blowing his lid, or maybe even better, I feel bad for the kid who would have to do this, but a Duke player making a boneheaded play and Coach K want ripping the guy in like right. with like a minute and a half left, just really laying into the guy. Like this is the guy that everyone is uh, is genuflecting to, berating that poor nineteen year old boy. Not nice at all. That's Coach a K. good Beat one. Him. I do think Martin's thing. If they lose by twenty, you're getting a good half hour of cutaways of Coach K almost vomiting on the sideline, right? Whereas Sheck, I know what you're saying. A, a buzzer beater, you only get in the first ten seconds, and then the post game press conference but what let's combine these what if he lost to st peter's in the final four by 20 Excellent. that's the best goodness yes. come on that's the best but that's then he'd it. be classy you don't want him to have time to calculate what's the nice thing to say here you just want him to react in the moment like what yeah, the hell like blow blow you know, what you want is them up 17 mm -hmm. with 10 minutes to go and blowing it and then him b blaming a player on his way out the door like, All right, so well, there are plenty of options now for Coach K and Duke haters to still uh, still rise above here. Uh, Martin, did the University of Michigan pay CBS to uh, fabricate that uh, Jawan Howard moment where he's hugging the Tennessee player? I'm just saying, you know what? <laughs> Kennedy Maybe handshake lines aren't all bad. That's all I'm saying. Maybe handshake lines aren't all bad. But no, uh, I'm pretty sure that the was a Kennedy Carter. Uh, Kennedy Chandler. Howard, yeah. Kennedy yeah. Chandler. It's kind of thinking with the college with Kennedy Carter. But uh, Kennedy Chandler and Juwan Howard's son, Jace, played ball together as kids growing mm -hmm. up. So they have a relationship already. But I just like how in the postgame everybody was like, this is the other side of the passion that Juwan Howard brings to the game. Either you right. get smacked up in the face in your postgame or get a nice little hug in your postgame handshake line. But either way, you're getting some passion. Regardless, right. Hey, quick shout, quick shout out too, because it's been Chaz Barkley and, and company have been around now doing this for it feels like eight ten years. I like uh, the infusion of uh, of Huggins and uh, Rex Chapman. I'll I don't know, it. man. <laughs> I like Rex Chapman. Huggins really seems like he wants to be at the bar. He doesn't. Oh, I completely agree. It's funny. Like it. Watch this 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 load sitting at the end of the table. They're looking. Uh, uh, they like they asked what? him to preview the. I mean, it was already late. It's like almost one a.m. on the East Coast, and they asked him to preview after the Arizona game. Asked him to preview Houston, Arizona, and he's like. He mustered the words, it's going to be good, and both teams better be ready. It's like, all right, you're, <laughs> you're now really just putting everyone to sleep. This is it. That's it. <laughs> so what do you think that is? Do you think he's just, like, not super interested in TV? Or in my head, it's always like, man, I wish I was there instead of yeah. all here with you jackasses. Like, I wish yeah, I was at right. the tournament coaching in the tournament instead of being I, – I, I was I – was, I thought it was kind of that. Last that thing, could like. be that. Maybe you should bet on the games. It'd be a little more uh, enthusiastic <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe he should join FanDuel where you get $150 if you bet $5. That'll perk him up. Start your bracket with a bang right now. 
Even though the back bracket is almost halfway full, uh, more than halfway full, FanDuel Sportsbook giving new customers $150 instant bonus guaranteed. That's right. You'll get $150 bucks in bonus site credit. All you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more. How you bet the bracket is up to you. You could choose from the money line totals, prop bets, and so much more. Plus, with cash out, the ball's in your court, so you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is over. Join FanDuel today with promo code Extra Points. Then you can place your $5 bet to secure, to score, and secure $150 in bonus site credit. Guaranteed, that's promo code Extra Points on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. We have Rachel Bonetta joining us in a few minutes. Let's give uh, everybody our play of the day for Monday. It's not going to involve college basketball. Well, maybe it will. The NIT uh, resume tonight? I'm not even sure. Sheck, take us away. What's your play of the day for Monday? Well, an exciting one. And by the way, Eddie Spaghetti, I know he's uh, working double duty here as he produces this show. He's also watching the NHL trade deadline. Any mm. updates there, Eddie Spaghetti? Break in! Don't don't let Sal be a lord over you with these things. These are things that are important to you, me, and, uh, and the puck fans He broke there. in with uh, there's nothing. That's what he just uh, put in the chat. So there you go. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Florida <laughs> Panthers making some big moves uh, over the last couple of days. Um, the Edmonton Oilers... Because Damashek called them out? Mm-hmm. Perhaps. I don't know. Have caught fire all of a sudden. A, a home run there in which they're not just winning, but they're doing it in the Edmonton Oilers way, which is putting up a boatload of goals. The best team in the uh, in the Campbell Conference slash uh, Western Conference is the Colorado Avalanche. They host the Edmonton Oilers today. I say let's live. Let's live it up and all bet the over here, over six and a half here. Avs trying to play it tighter as they get ready for the playoffs. But like I say, Edmonton rolling in terms of putting up big goal totals there. Um, And so I say let's all join forces here. Oilers, Avs, over six and a half is a good bet there. All right. Why do we – we have three weeks left of the regular – oh, no, it seems like more, right? They get to 81? Yeah, 20-ish games left, yeah. Oh, man. That's a way to go. Are they behind the NBA? They're usually a week ahead of the NBA. I think they're behind now. What I was happened? thinking about that exact same thing. The NBA starts on the 17th next month, and I'm not sure when the puck dry. Yeah, it's, it, it generally, the NHL is about yeah. two weeks ahead in terms of postseason. Right. But yeah, I, I was surprised to see. Wow, still because of the winter Olympics. No, it wouldn't be. May 2nd, yeah. I'm saying, for, for hockey. How Ready could that be? Is that right? I guess that's right. All right, Martin. Your play of the day. Now, I uh, well, I didn't misspeak, but there is college basketball. It's N- not NIT. It's CBI. I'm going to predict you're taking Abilene Christian plus one over Ohio. You know, you're laughing, but I actually bet on an under for Abilene Christian, Christian over the weekend, I believe. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. It. <laughs> it's, I, I knew the CBI was coming up today, but no. After yesterday, because I had a great Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday gave it all back. I just gave it all back. The Big Ten just completely let me down going into mm-hmm. the, I thought we had a chance. You know, it's a good thing Michigan's here, you know, to, to, to carry the load for the apparently one of the better conferences in college basketball, although the tournament doesn't show it. I'm torn between two different plays in the NBA tonight, and I think I am going to go with I'm torn between Chicago minus three and a half and Dallas minus two. The Bulls no, I'm going with the Mavericks. I'm gonna take the Mavericks for the play of the day. The uh, Dallas is home. They've lost two in a row on the road. Minnesota is still playing. Like I mean, they're playing really, really well. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Dallas being home and getting some of their guys back. I also like the Bulls, even though the Bulls are on the Bulls and Raptors are going in opposite directions, but uh, Raptors on the second night of a back to back, and uh, DeRozan and Levine and Patrick Williams are both going to play. All three will play for the Bulls tonight, so I like them too. But official play today is the Mavericks minus two. All right, that seems like a short line. Yeah, minus two at home. I know uh, Minnesota's been stronger lately. I'm going to go NBA also. Um, now, FanDuel does a nice thing. They have, like, bands. You could win a, within a certain margin, and the Cavaliers are a five-point favorite over the Lakers. It's a tricky line. They're not great at covering the spread. They're 5-4-1 against the number in the last 10. I actually thought they'd fall apart a little in this last month, but they're putting together some gutty wins, even without, uh, you know, some with guard injuries. Obviously, Darius uh, Garland is the man there. 21 points, 8.5 assists per game. I'm taking the Cavs to beat the Lakers by between 1 and 10 points, you get plus 170 for this if it's single digits. You also get the number 10. Their last seven wins, Martin, were by single digits. The Lakers' last two games were decided by single digits. I know it's a little weird, but I do think it's one of those things where LeBron plays hard. Yeah, I mean, he kind of does every night. He's in Cleveland. Lakers come up just short, and the Cavs win the game. I like the 1 to 10 range, plus 170 as my play of the day. By the way... LeBron is listed as questionable. What, what kind of monster is he if he sits this game in Cleveland, right? It's impossible. He can't. There's no he chance. He can't do it? Right. There's no chance he sits this game in Cleveland. I was about to say, you're, you're brave for uh, – if, if there's ever not a time to fade LeBron, it's LeBron in Cleveland. Yeah, Cavs are All he's going to need is one fan in the loss. stand. I know. You know what it'll be. He'll, 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 he'll do everything he can. They'll have a dumb loss. That's how I see this game. But I like uh, that. I, I like exactly where your head's at on this one, Sal. And yeah. by the way, I think we also need an extra points feature once a week of uh, name that tune, nay, name that whom, Harry, uh, Megan Connolly, and now Marty Weiss with the most obscure teams that they've decided to put actual money on. Oh, yeah. Abilene, Christian, Harry, some of the ones he pulls out of his, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's and all- Megan just like, what are you betting? You don't know anything about these teams. You know yeah. nothing about any of these teams that you're you're putting your money on. I love it. Name that whom. Don't the test them. The most obscure them. bet. Don't test them. And what is this uh, spaghetti? Tarico now Sunday Night Football with Collinsworth. Okay, we kind of thought Ooh. that. And Michaels with Herb Street. That's official on Amazon Thursday nights. All right. Wow. Herb. All right. Wow. So Al Michaels really did ditch Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to say. Huh. And after, especially after watching these uh, these last four days mm-hmm. of commentary, college announcers spend so much time talking about the head coach of the team that I you can tell it's like it's a marked difference to me between the way that college announcers announce games and the way the pro announcers announce games. And I wonder how Herb Street's going to adjust because it's all about the head coach, the head coach, the head coach in college sports because that's the primary fixture, right? Everybody else's changes. But, like, if you're covering Ohio State through Urban Meyer, you have Braxton Miller and then and all these other different quarterbacks. But Urban Meyer is the mainstay, and that's who is deemed the genius. Yeah. Like, all weekend there was no – the only coach apparently that did a bad coaching job was, was Penny Hardaway because he didn't call a timeout if you guys were watching that game. Right. But um, all the other coaches were great, or the the team players didn't have it that day, right? So, you know, did Herb Street do pro? Uh, I, I, obviously, he's a college guy. He, he did a couple. Didn't he do? He, he did. He in did, for like a wild card game or something. He did. That I, sounds right. And he did Monday night. I, like I think in the season 
opener. Well, there's two games. games. They'll do the, the doubleheader of the game. Monday night, and that's, that's right. where that's the other thing. Is. That's where it comes to me. It was like that's where I didn't want to hear Herb Street because I don't care necessarily. Like, well, I, when I sat with Brenda Staley earlier this week, he said they were going to go for it here on fourth down a lot. Right. You know, it's like I don't. I, I get it. You guys had a meeting. But, it's going to uh, be interesting. All right, listen, think, let's um, take let's take a quick break, oh, okay. and then we'll bring on uh, Rachel Benetta, right? She's firing on all cylinders. It's going to be fun. We'll be right back. All right, here she is for three years. I tortured this poor woman on Lock It In <laughs> and Fox Bet Live until she finally did the wise thing by taking her talents and her very steamy feet to the NFL Network, where she has done an incredible job hosting various shows giving us impressions of everyone from Steve Mariucci to Cooper Cup. And she also has her very own weekly podcast. It's called Bench with Benetta. Our good pal, Canadian Princess Rachel Benetta. What is happening? <laughs> oh, not, not a single thing is happening in my life. I couldn't be happier. I am on cloud nine, just filled with positivity all throughout yeah. the day. Uh, it's so good to see you boys. So excited to be here. I, I think this is actually might be the first time I'm on this podcast. Is, this is it really? Oh, wow. I think so. Oh, well, I was even on Damashek's uh, podcast before I was on this one. It's is the first time with the Martin Weiss extra points podcast for sure. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Martin's never laid eyes I don't know how on that happen, but well, hmm. listen. These are the pleasantry. It's nice and everything, but let's get right to it. Something heinous happened last week over the weekend, and we need to talk about it. We were unfortunately introduced to an engagement ring made of ranch dressing. How do you feel about this? <laughs> this is a real uh, thing. There was an engagement I, ring. Who sent this to us? Jim Cunningham or something? I think so. Maybe if it was Jim, I I didn't have his number saved, so that sounds right. It was Jim <laughs> for sure. Uh, you love yeah, ranch I, dressing. You love everything love, ranch dressing. And now there's an engagement ranch. ring. I'm I don't not even know how this is possible. Yeah. In a ranch engagement ring, I did look at my ranch Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> tights that you purchased for me once upon a time. And I did think about wearing them this morning, but I, I passed. <laughs> uh, and then I found a seltzer this week called ranch water. Right. Um, which reminded me of the time that you actually made me drink ranch soda. Like made you drink. You, you love this stuff. You tell him a small part of your life. Like, Oh yeah. I lo- I like eating ranch on my, I lo- like dipping my pizza in ranch. Ugh. And then he takes that one thing and he makes it your personality and then just drives you to, to so that now you hate ranch. That's not, that's not true. I'm not at that level, but I'm close. Really? True. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. It's yeah. absolutely it's right. Bonetta, first of all, before I, could you put on a white robe because um, you would look exactly like Princess Leia yeah. right now if you would with oh. your hair like that and those head and things. And these are my buns? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, will, you not- say, will you just say, um, help us, Obi-Wan, you're our, help you're, us. You're our only hope? Help us, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. I've never that's even seen the Star Wars movie. What? Uh, oh, <laughs> that's that's Damashek's ranch dressing and pizza. I've never me. even seen them. That's terrible. Right. He's Who's not Princess happy. Leia? I have no idea. All right, listen. This has been fun. We got to talk about this. Now, you had a roller coaster week, right? You're a big Browns fan. More notably, yeah. I would even say a Baker Mayfield fan. And so there are whispers in the organization of the Browns moving on. There's an exact quote that they want a, a grown-up at quarterback and you start feeling bad for Baker. And <laughs> so, that's hilarious now. I almost did, forgot about that part. I didn't make that up, right? It wasn't that no, 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 you didn't. You didn't. It and so then an Baker writes this 
Yeah, he writes this letter thanking the fans, and you know it's it's very heartfelt, and you loved it. And then assholes like put his middle name in there, yeah, you you know he means business. (laughs) But then assholes like me are making fun of it, whatever. And you right, so but then the Browns like backtrack a little, and then Baker kind of asked to be traded. So where are you at this point with Baker? I have never had more respect and love and admiration for Baker than I do right now. Right because now, yeah. He he yeah. wrote that, well, obviously, but I mean, after the letter, I loved the letter. I loved the letter. <laughs> I'm so pathetic. Screw you both. He <laughs> loves that. The thing that I, I fell in love with Baker for was he is not from Cleveland, okay? Mm. And he came in and... Ask anybody, he seems like he's from Cleveland with the amount of love that he has for that city mm-hmm. and the fans and this team that has been atrocious for so long. He had so much energy, was literally putting his body on the line and then writes a heartfelt letter. Baker Regan Mayfield is how it's signed at the end. It's I, I loved that about him. And then, I mean, who knows what happened in between all of this drama? A lot of it is hearsay. We don't know this specific timeline. But to me... It seems like he said, I want to be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. They started looking at somebody else. He said, I'm not having that. I just put, I just broke my entire body in multiple places, played when I shouldn't have. Maybe it's going to be detrimental to him down the line in his career that he played this year as much as he did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he finds out that the Cleveland Browns are looking at somebody that is a mess and they're saying on the side, we want somebody that's grown up. I'd be like, peace out, too. Are you right. kidding me? It, it makes me respect him even more that he's like, I'm not going to stand for that. Like, no, I just gave you guys everything. Right. So. But at the point, we didn't know about the Sean Watson. It was right. It was just like. No, but I'm assuming that yeah. he did. Obviously. He right. Now, I'm just trying to get in, in your head for at, at that point when he's like, hey, I want to be traded. You're like, because uh, like even Mohan, I told you, he's a Browns fan, too. He's like, but what is I don't going think, on with Baker? I mean, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I don't think that he said. I mean, he would have known by Deshaun by the time he said, I want, I want out. I want to be traded. I no, don't think I think you're came. right. I think he yeah. did know, but we didn't know I don't that think he, he knew. Was so, being, yeah. yeah, I don't think he was being selfish, being like, you know what? This is just too far gone. Like right. what he said in his statement after the letter was, um, it's too much damage has been done. Mm-hmm. So I think at that point, he knew who they were talking to. He was like, this is ridiculous. I deserve better. And I don't disagree. And but he's he, not. But at that point, also, you can read. It, it's not just reading tea leaves. He knows he doesn't have an offer beyond this next season. So he knows that this is his last season in Cleveland. I'm with you, though, Bonetta, sincerely about the fact that he was in that weird no win situation when he hurt his uh, left shoulder. It was like, OK, I don't have to play. But if Case Keenum keeps winning games with this team, then I'm really screwed. So now I have to go in and play, but now I'm playing on a bad shoulder. So, so I'm not looking my best out there. And he really jammed. It was, it was lose, lose. And he lost. Absolutely. And I really don't think that this year with Baker would have been a good situation either because this was his final year before he's going to get hopefully a big contract. Right. And I Mm. do really think that he is a sensitive guy. And so he would have had the weight of the world on his shoulders going into this season. Who knows if he had surgery on his shoulder, who knows how that's going to play out. Right. I would have been really fearful for him 
I hope that he would be able to rise to the challenge. Um, but I was really nervous about him playing this year. Anyway. Okay, so now, but you don't really have to worry about it because then the bombshell hits. And I want to know where you were, how you heard it. Uh, I know I sent you a tag. I was like, oh, You know dear, who told Rich. me? You yeah. know who told me? Mohan. Oh, that's Mo- the our, our Our buddy Mohan yeah. from, we, he was my producer for years and years on, mm-hmm. on Lock It In. And I specifically asked Mohan on Tuesday when we were recording our podcast, if something bad hits, please don't text me, call me, make it be personal. <laughs> let, let, you know, call me, tell me to sit down, tell, tell me to pour myself a drink. The bastard just sends me a link and that's yeah. all I got. Uh, I was outside on my deck and I just shut down. I just like stared at the, the floor for a while. Because, because now you have a decision. So five years, $230 million. And it's like, all right, you could say like, where is the outrage here? Because if the Texans had just re-signed him to a, a big deal, um, you probably would have had 80% of the outrage. But the fact that there's a $45 million signing bonus. He's not going to, he's barely going to get dinged for any, you know, if he's suspended, which he will be six to eight games, probably somewhere in that range. And the fact that they overpaid him with the 22 accusers in mind and the civil suits, it's a contract like none other. And so that I think where the extra 20, he makes more money now. He's in a better football situation and he makes, he makes dozens of more millions of dollars by making this move and sitting out with all mm-hmm. this scandal. Mm-hmm. Still hanging in the balance. I'm sorry to interrupt. Just wanted to clarify, things are better for him than they were 14 yes. months ago. So how hard is this decision, Rachel, to stay with this team at that point? I, I think it was pretty easy for me to make. Yeah. Uh, listen, I only started covering football when I started doing Lock It In a couple of years ago. Mm. And I decided at that point, I was like, I really want a team to follow so I can really get into the sport. And I just think it'd be more enjoyable. And that was the year that the Browns were on hard knocks and Baker comes in. He's got this big personality. Hugh Jackson's a mess. We loved it. Mm. This team had a beer fridge that was locked. I was like, this is my squad. Like this fits me perfectly. They were the lovable losers and like the most underdog of underdogs. And for them to essentially what feels like sell their soul, it just feels like the opposite of everything that I fell in love with. And so I only have a couple of years under my belt. So I think it's a lot easier for me to walk away than somebody who has been, you know, I've been I've made so many friends with Cleveland Browns fans at this point, you know, and I've been talking to a lot of them over the past few days. And I think it's really difficult. My, my, my very good friend, friend Rechna, her father passed away and the Browns is kind of what she holds on to as this, you know, way of remembering her father. And so I think it's a really difficult decision for a lot of people. And even those people are walking away. So for me, I just, I asked, I tried to picture going into next season. And even if, you know, Jacoby Brissett is playing, you know, all of the games, the first season, I just, I don't, I, I, I would feel embarrassed. I would just feel embarrassed. Like I, I wouldn't be able to do it. But what and do you so think? I'm, but Jimmy and D Haslam did this thorough background check, and and uh, and the GM <laughs> Barry did the background uh, check. You he was sincere. Not. He was sincere. It's a man they've never met before, but they knew he was sincere. They know <laughs> sincere Deshaun when they when they uh, come in contact with it. Listen, on Tuesday before when the Browns had passed on Deshaun Watson, I went on my podcast and I talked about how difficult it is for 
any woman to come forward about sexual assault to their friends, to their right. family, to their partners, to show up in court in front of people and not even be called on to talk about yourself. I think only one person was called on to mm -hmm. be interviewed in court about their situation yeah, with Sean. Yeah. To show up, to be looked over and have this guy go and play. I, I just have having a hard time. I'm, you know, it's very much not a funny situation, but all of these guys in my mentioners are like, oh, it's just a bunch of chicks like trying to get money. I'm like, you're telling me that 22, 32, however many the total number is. Yeah. Women that did not know each other at all have devised this plan to come forward and try and take down this guy, which wasn't even a foolproof plan because it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me this is the situation that is happening right now. I just I I think you got to be an idiot to believe that. Well, you, I just so, your only response, I think, at that point is please stop following me, Clay. Right. I mean, that's the only thing you could really do. I blocked that guy a long time ago. <laughs> see, but, see, you two, Dave and Sal, and you guys don't know what it's like to root for a team that sucks. Rachel, you have a little bit of experience with it, right? Mm. Saying you're recently new Browns fans. But no, everybody wants to talk about the Cowboys, Sal. Everybody mm. wants to talk about how good the Steelers yeah, you're have been. Right. You, guys, you guys have had moments in time. So, like, I'm not a Detroit Lions fan, but I spent a lot of time there and I have a lot of idea of like how the fans in that in that uh, area work. And it reminds mm -hmm. me a lot of what Rachel was saying just now about Baker Mayfield. Because while Baker Mayfield, I mean, the biggest indictment of him, if he was a top five quarterback, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? Could he still be there, shoulder, mm -hmm. sternum or not, right? The mm -hmm. idea that Case Keenum could come in and play at a, at a level similar to me is the biggest indictment of him and the reason why <laughs> the Browns are in this situation in the first place. But to Clevelanders, and if it would have been the same if Detroit had drafted him, that, he was their guy. He was the guy. He was the guy that was supposed to make, make fix all of this, right? And he was going to be the one. Like, I finally got Hugh Jackson out of here. You know, what I'm saying Baker was the going to be the, the the key. Baker was there supposed to be their Joe Burrow, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. now, not only did you not only did you give up on him after his after his after he went out and played hurt, like we all saw him playing hurt. Like I was mm -hmm. of the belief he should have sat, but. If I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, I'm probably like, hell yeah, my guy's going out there and gutting it out. And then to do, not only to just move on from him, I think people could have been fine with moving on from him in general. It would have hurt. But the idea you moved on from him, gave the most guaranteed money in NFL history yeah. to Deshaun Watson is, is, to me, I understand people who are like, yo, I can't be a... Because it, they've never given you anything good to do. Like they've never given you any reason to like feel good, right? But the, the reason why, but the reason why I think a lot of people have stayed is because it it is so fun. Like people have totally forgotten that we were in the playoffs the season before right. last season. Like right. that was, oh my god, that was such an enjoyable experience for me, who's only been following this crappy team for a couple of years. Imagine the guys who have been in it in the mud making it back to the playoffs with somebody that loves this city and this team so, so much. Like mm -hmm. those moments are what makes going through all of that terrible stuff worth it. And then for them to just turn around and do something like this, it just feels, you know, I know that people are saying football is a business and like these people are trying to run it as such, but it's like at a certain point, you got to, Ask yourself if you want to be in, involved in the business that they are conducting. And for me, it was no. I, I, I love watching football. Every Sunday, I watch every single game. I mm -hmm. just happen to have the Browns singled out on my laptop. And 
I'm wearing my Jersey and I get to go to, you know, the, the game when they're playing the chargers. And yeah. so it, to, to me, my, my days, my, my work, it doesn't change much. I'm just missing something that truly brought me so much joy, but asking myself, is it going to give me the same amount of joy? No, it won't. So easy. I just, I'm going to let it go. I feel like you can pull that bandaid off. And it sounds to me like it's pretty clear the reason you uh, you embraced them in the first place was Baker Mayfield. So for you, you just jump to wherever Baker goes, right? If he lands in Seattle or New Orleans, no, or no, no, I, no, no, she's, she's got to have fun with this. This is this is my thing. Oh, okay. So now you're seeking uh, a new team. I, I think I you see. put yourself out <laughs> there like LeBron would, like any free agent would. Go from city to city, have them wine and dine you, freaking, yes. you know, fun. ranch dressing and, and, out yep. and shots of vodka. I don't know, whatever whatever floats your boat there. I really think you have to put yourself out there as a sports personality in the media. You're going to give them 100% of your fandom. You're going to take pictures in your backyard crying after a loss. Now, you didn't take the picture, <laughs> right? That was... It was posted on Instagram. It was You're crying in the grass in your backyard. Yeah. Someone took that picture. I still don't know how that happened. But anyway, <laughs> you're as big a fan as they're going to get. I think you got to put yourself. It would make sense that you go wherever You're not Baker wrong. goes. But you don't want to root for the Falcons. I'm always going to cheer for Baker. Like, I just think that there are certain guys that you, you know, when they're you're on your team, guys move around all the time. It's, mm-hmm. you know, part of football. There are certain guys that you always just keep your eye on. And I will always love Baker. I sent him a DM and I said, thank you for everything. I'm always going to love you. You did? <laughs> wow. But you know what, though? That's how it is. As soon as you're in a town like what Detroit. A nerd. You're, you're in a town like Detroit, a town like Cleveland, where everybody's running out. Everybody's running away. The idea that this guy's like, hey, I actually, I want to be here i like i like it here in cleveland it's going to endear you to the fan base but yeah like, i really right, yeah I think you got rachel bonetta lebron james people leave wait a second for, uh, for better uh better situation uh-uh. did bake respond no he didn't even read it he might have read it <laughs> he, might, he might soon no because you can see you can see the <laughs> click if everything. they read it i just said do you want me to read it to you guys yes yes you- thanks for so everything <laughs> Is it bad? I can't wait to judge this versus Bake's farewell to Cleveland last Yeah, I know. Be- I mean, he should sympathize with this, depending on how sad. No, I don't want to read this. I don't want to. I no, what are you, you talking about? Now, Why? Uh, now it's okay, come okay, up. Okay, I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read Why? It. It's like sexual and stuff. No! Oh, all right. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you made the right move. Thank you for everything the past few years. Can't wait to see where you go next. I'll be a lifelong fan. <laughs> That's nice. Did you sign it? Rachel, middle name, Bonetta. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh damn it i should have go That's back funny. put that in there put that, put in, that there. in there just yeah. random uh <laughs> now i'll always love baker but i think you're right like i think i'm just gonna kind of play the field flirt around a little bit see who's yeah. gonna wine and dine me yeah i'm already a fan of football like it's really not that you know like it, I said, it is I weird been in right? this game like damashek loves the steelers like it's not yeah. I can understand it's not that kind of breakup. And I am empathetic to all of these people. Mark Sessler, a friend of mine that works at NFL Network, has literally been a Browns fan his whole life. And he Mm -hmm. put, I highly recommend listening to Around the NFL podcast that came out on Friday. He's devastated. And he's just working through his feelings. And it's really hard to listen to. And he's saying he's done. Like, it's just really done a 
But have you ever thought, Shaq and Martin and and Rachel before this, have you ever thought, what is it going to take for me to have to ditch this team? Obviously, I'm a Cowboys fan, the Jones family. There's some criminality maybe in there, some weird stuff, and the players maybe not the greatest uh, salt of the earth. Shaq, your quarterback, I hate to say it, there were a lot of allegations against him, Big Ben in the air. What makes you leave your team? What uh, What would the fan base have to do, the owners, one of the players? What makes you leave your political? party what makes you leave their country like it, it is weird to I, I never give it a thought until it happens but it's uh it, it's kind of weird how much how much string we give to these teams I, right i tell you i had said it i had said it on uh what is it thursday it was thursday's extra points it's like i don't i would rather root for baker mayfield in new orleans and know that this team's not going anywhere then feel conflicted about winning the NFC South and potentially a Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson because I got to get yeah. up and look at my look at myself in the mirror every day. Like check, I'm it's hard, right? Though it's hard. Like, what? That they didn't root for the Steelers country. for forty five well, years. What would have sure. to happen? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. The, uh, you know, as far as that goes, as a Pittsburgh native, the sweet spot for me, kind of like Marty's getting at is Kenny Pickett, the pit quarterback playing for the Steelers. The success is almost uh, uh, secondary. It would be a cool story. And Bonetta, by the way, if she is a free agent, she's going to be very much like Princess Leia going between Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. That's a (laughs) reference you'll get if you ever go back and watch those movies. Bonetta. Yeah, yeah, I I mean, Sessler, I know, is, is sincere with you know, saying goodbye to the Browns. And they legitimately, with all due respect to you, three years, he's three decades at least yeah, no, um, yeah, I get it. with the Browns and, and the sincere meaning they had for him and life lessons and all that kind of stuff. And so it's always an interesting spot as a fan, Sal, like you talk about. Um, first of all, pointing fingers at like, how can you root for that team is it really is the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man 32 times over when you're talking about any sport. Everybody's got some, uh, yeah. some questionable characters on their team who I really, really feel the worst for, people in Cleveland, who, like Bonetta mentions, when it's generational and it's handed down to you mm-hmm. and you go with your old man to the games, it would be impossible for me. I, You know, you say, what would it... I don't, I, I don't know. I can't imagine what would make me be like, well, that guy's bad deeds make it so that I can never get... I am the constant. The players come and go. As as we talk about, the 23-year-old who's the, in his second year with the Steelers cares less about the Steelers' lore than I do. I, he's mm. not living and dying the way I am. It's a really bad spot for the Browns, for their ownership, to put the fans in. I, mean, I really is. I know that sounds, uh, I, I don't know what, melodramatic yeah. or something, but it, but sincerely, I, I feel for the Browns fans who now are, are left to make a decision like Bonetta and Cesar, who at least don't have family ties to that team. It's like, you expect me to dump this team? Right. My old man got the season tickets from his old man, and I'm going to hand them down to my son. Like, now I have to move on from this team? And you do morally, kind of, I guess, have to do what Bonetta's doing. Yeah, and I think following it does Baker Mayfield to like, Houston. <laughs> I do think it makes a difference, like, because they have been so bad for so long. I think that that is the, yep. the difference here. If it was like the Patriots, it's like, okay, yeah. I'll leave. I, I have so many Super Bowls. I have right, so many right. great memories. It's like all of these people have been hanging on for those moments, for the Browns to finally be in the playoffs for the first time in mm-hmm. years and years and years. So that's what makes it, I think, more painful is like all of this work, all of this work was just put in for what? For me to leave? Like that just... 
And again, like I know I'm in such a different position and I definitely empathize with the people that have, you know, have the family ties and have been there since the beginning. Like I don't even know what they're dealing with. But for me, you really did hit the perfect three year sweet spot with the opening of the fridge because they can't to where we are now. Like if you would have picked three years, it's, it's amazing. God, that's um, some to good be times. miserable, man. The t- year after year after year being a butt of the joke, just getting your head kicked in. You finally get a little bit of success, and now look at you, Browns. That sucks. There's a TV show it's... in here somewhere where you're like the bachelorette, <laughs> and you're being wooed by, I don't know if it's GMs oh. or fans or whatever, but they you have to pick a team. I mean, the Cowboys bandwagon, with, with, we could, with, there's always room, Rachel, for Cowboys. Jack's a good okay, guy. Best yeah. case scenario, right? Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson wins the Super Bowl when he's not suspended, and he gets to what is the do, do you even interview him when you're on the stand after the game like Bonetta you just I swear I was just about to say you got in my head with exactly that they always do you know project it out project the end end game out Deshaun Watson think about that Browns fans and I know that is the passage of time and if it's three years from now maybe it won't be it won't feel as sharp as it does right now but really think about that right now Deshaun Watson, happy holding up the Super Bowl trophy in a Browns uniform. Are you happy about that? Is that is that does that make you feel good? Like we we got our quest. It feels dirty. You know, we can finally did it. it. Feels dirty to me. I think the thing about sports is like, sure, we all love the game, but a big part of the reason that we love the game is because we are rooting for the people playing the game. We love these incredible stories. Matt Stafford coming from the Lions, a terrible mm-hmm. team, coming to the Rams, playing in a Super Bowl, winning a Super Bowl. Like that is something that you want to root for. That's what makes the game more exciting. There's, you know, there's things on the line here. Yeah. For you to not want to root for your the, the leader of your team, sure, the, the, the captain might play a different position, but the quarterback's the leader of any football team. Yep. And for you to not want to root for that guy, it's like, oh, sure, I love Nick Chubb. I love Miles Garrett. If Jarvis Landry comes back, <laughs> oh, my God. But just, you know, Nick Chubb, who's, pa- who's giving him the ball? Jarvis, who's passing him the ball? It's yeah, it's well, just a really- he's gone too, probably. Well, listen, <laughs> you're gonna feel better about this uh, come Friday when I kick your ass in golf. I promise it'll be, it'll be life changing. You'll be like, oh, yeah, you'll see what really matters. But I do want I one more question, happens. one more thing yeah. from you. Why do you like Fox so much better than the NFL network? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm enjoying my time a lot. You are. How do I answer that question? I had a great, listen, I'll say this. I am so bummed that I don't get to work with you anymore. It is terrible. I enjoyed, you know, there were some dark times. The, The thing that I would look forward to most is coming and having lunch in your room and it right. always smelt weird because you guys were eating something funky oh. and we would laugh and we would enjoy doing that show. I got to do that for three years and not a lot of people get that. There's, you know, not a lot of people get the the friendship and the chemistry that we had. So I'm very right. thankful for well, that. Well, what does Hawk's dressing room smell like? I mean, uh, what? I, maybe oh, I could, probably what? like diamonds and clothes. <laughs> it smells like that. Fancy man. <laughs> Yeah, like ranch dressing diamonds. Wow. All right. All right. Let's look at that. We actually all share. That's that's a different thing about NFL Network. We share a giant locker room. Is that right? 
You do? Yeah, it's just like a bunch of pals sharing a locker room. That's fun. <laughs> not the not the guys though. The guys, the guys and the girls all share a big locker room. Yeah, it's oh, very Dave. They change. they change that Same after you change. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, the, the worst. Jack, did you have your own? Gone. Did you have your <laughs> no, own? Just, he no, had, it's just all guys. This just seems. Uh, Seems weird. Well, the, the locker room where you change, you're saying you change somewhere else, right? Everybody changes. You just no, go off in the bathroom. It's a locker room and you each have your own locker. It's beautiful. Like it's a state of the art locker room. I'm not complaining at all. How are you um, changing your shirt in front of everybody? Uh, what do just, you mean? Everyone's got their butts out. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you're not telling us. No, that. I'm not. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of people in there at the same time. So I see. Just, okay. Where did uh, the locker room th- uh, rate on your recruiting list of when you were going to a new network? <laughs> like how, how are the facilities? Uh, well, Was you it know we were pretty spoiled at Fox. We had our own dressing room that I got to share with Jenny Taft all the time. So. Right. Yeah. Now you have up. it to yourself. Yeah. We had our own fridge. Now well, I just have a big old locker room. We miss you, Rachel. We miss you on the Extra Points Podcast Network. I miss you at Fox. Yeah, have me on here every once in a friggin' while. I will. Well, I'm listen. The most depressed person I've ever been. <laughs> clear, clear with your superiors. We'll have you on every day for. Here's a question. That. Yeah. What do I do with this? Oh, that's right. So Rachel turned, uh, can I say, 30 this year? 30. And so I got her, I got her, wow, a 30-year-old card in the year she was born. This is worth something. Bill Belichick's uh, Browns coaching card, right? I think it's worth something. <laughs> I don't know. It's worth something. <laughs> they, you don't attach any actual dollar I value. Now have, I also worth like have, three cents, have, at least. No, so it's worth something. cool vintage Browns things. Like, I have this jacket. I own this jacket. Oh, holy shit. I got you that dog pound um, neon light for your where your dogs are to sleep. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we're oh, redoing my garage, turning it into a gym right now. And I had visions. I was like, that's going to be sick in the gym. Uh, you have to have a nice little yard sale. That'd be another that part of this uh, whole thing. All the Browns paraphernalia. That's really sad. Well, that's really sad. thank you for coming on, Rachel. I think we're going to end the podcast here. What do we need to go? What do I have to she, she comes off. We're like, oh, she was great. You know, we'd say, no, let's do it right now. You guys could say that right now, yeah. Uh, you still don't you, have the le- and you still don't have the Leafs, but at least uh, I guess the family does, right, Bonetta? The Leafs. No, my oh, whole family Leafs. hates the Leafs. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wait, yeah. I get confused. I get confused by your whole thing that you're Toronto, but no yes, one likes yeah. the Leafs. I thought you were Toronto. The thing. We love to hate the Leafs. That's what. But every every Canadian does. I think. What is that, that disgusting green drink you're drinking? Yeah, I don't like that. Matcha latte. Ooh. Listen, like I've been in, in such a headspace the last few days that, mm-hmm. that I'm having to exercise and like having to go out <laughs> and get fresh air. Uh, I have a lot of anger. Like I watched Mad Max last night just to be like, wow. watch <laughs> Mad Max before the Star Wars movies. I love it. <laughs> I'm never going to watch the Star Wars movies. Sorry. I gave her a list just, of 50 movies. She it had seems she like too it. much of a steep hill to climb. It is. Uh, I'll give you that. Uh, Rachel, what do you want to pl- plug the podcast? That's a fun one, right? Benched with Benetta mm-hmm. every single week, uh, wherever you find your podcast. I think it comes out on Tuesday. I'm actually really having fun doing it by myself. Yeah. I just talk about nonsense. Off-season pods, I got to say, are better than in-season pods. Do yes. you guys agree? Yes, you just I, talk about whatever you want. Yeah. I, I agree. Love it. It's a lot so, of fun. Although it seems a, like the off season never never hit. I mean, there's there's just football news all the time. Guys, which, uh, let me tell you, this is yeah. my first season only covering the NFL. Mm. I thought I was gonna be just in my hammock, reading my book, golfing every day. That yeah. is not it's hard. the case. I've speaking <laughs> of uh, Matt Ryan is gonna be traded to the Falcons. I'm from the Falcons to the Colts for a third my round pick. Phone is blowing up. Is, is that, that what it is? is? 
All right. Yeah, it's third round pick. It's uh, good for Megan Gailey. In the moment. Bonetta, you lost your quarterback, but can't you be happy for Megan Gailey right now? And also, what do you think should be her punishment if she comes in last place in our March Madness? Yeah, she's lost three of her final four teams already. We want to be sympathetic to the fact that she's very, very, very pregnant, but she really needs to. (laughs) She's so pregnant. Yeah. She can't go to Benihana for a year. That's her favorite thing in the world. Don't Why not for a year? Because like breastfeeding, is she looking at what? Well, I don't know. No, understand. you just said what's her punishment? Don't. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Oh, that's good. That's good. She's okay. banned from Benihana. <laughs> oh, she. I went to Benihana. I've never been to Benihana, and I went with her for yeah. <laughs> banned banned Benihana. So <laughs> uh, and literally, be my new baby, Deshaun Watt. <laughs> she was so excited that I was experiencing it. So no Benihana for a year. Unbelievable. All right. Let's end it here. You've said a lot. Thanks, guys. We uh, loved having you on. Rachel Bonetta. Bench with Bonetta is the podcast. You can see her on the NFL Network. We will be back um, Thursday. Yes. Uh, call our one whining moment highlight. You know, if you want to talk about Deshaun, get get in there. Uh, do it there. We have our one whining moment hotline, 424-225-2726. And that'll do it. And a reminder for everyone out there who may feel like underdogs, please know that you're all my favorites.